0: We know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. One game that strikes me is the Vancouver Canucks on the road to play the Buffalo Sabres. In each of Vancouver's last three games, there have been a total of seven or more goals, so the over-under is set to seven. Over seven is at plus 114, while under seven is minus 135. Also, Vancouver has won two of the last three games by two or more goals, so the puck line is set to one and a half. For Vancouver to win by one and a half goals is plus 154. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with code ICTPOD. New customers bet just five bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code ICTPOD. The crown is yours. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction, Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance, cdkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League, copyright NHL 2024, all rights reserved. You're as cold as ice, you're willing to sacrifice our love. Hello everyone, welcome to the Ice Cold Takes podcast. I'm your host, Joey Demeglio, and after I had internet issues for Thursday's stream, I've decided to do this episode by myself, live. If You missed it, I was supposed to have Drew Way on yesterday, on the show, but my internet kept going out. There was a big storm by me a couple days ago, so internet issues uh, squashed the idea of a live stream on Thursday. So anyways, the Rangers have hit a bump in the road. Three straight losses for the first time all season. I have a lot of things to say, so let's get right into it. I mean, if you watch that game against uh, the Blues on Thursday, you know, the Rangers started off good. They got the first goal. Fox got a nice goal. They, they were creating turnovers. Um, you know, the Blues were making some bad mistakes. Rangers looked like they were playing their style and then they shifted back into the way that they play they've been playing which is giving up a lot of high quality chances off the rush and you know what's what like now that you know what the rangers weakness is and that everybody is looking for that you know the chances off the rush everybody's looking for that it's so much more obvious it's so much worse like it's it's even worse somehow like it took me a while to get on the the band the, the on board of being concerned now i'm i will say i'm officially concerned with the rangers but i do i do think that there's um there's reasons for that i'm not going to call them excuses these are legitimate reasons and i think it's because of injuries um they get depth they have depth issues and we're going to start with the ice cold take of the week i I, i'm I'm doing it right now remember ice cold take is an accurate statement by facts and observations that is solid in nature, similar to a block of ice, i.e. spot-on claim. We're going right into it. Wasting no time here on episode 173 of the Ice Cold Takes podcast. The way the bottom six is constructed right now, it's like in Hockey Ultimate Team in the NHL video games. When you open your very first pack, you get that free pack. Here, this is what you get. This is what you start your team with. Benino, Brodzinski, and Lecision are like the bronze players you get in that first pack. And that's what the Rangers had. On Thursday. I mean, they're without Pitlick. They don't have Heedle. Wheeler's playing like a bum. Goudreau sucks. Uh Kako's injured still. They don't have anybody. They like they have four guys that they could rely on. Like, like even Zabanajat was out yes uh on Thursday. If you're listening to this on Saturday. On Thursday, he was out. He was supposed to play, but he couldn't. He couldn't suit up. The Rangers went eleven and seven. Zach Jones didn't look particularly good. He had a bad mistake that led to the, the Cairo's hat trick. That was the, that pretty much ended the game there. Um The one thing, the one thing though, that I will be, I will be optimistic D here is that the Rangers have been generating a lot of scoring chances at even strength at five on five. And I, I really can't, I can't think of another time where the Rangers played offense like this. Honestly. Like Yeah. They're sacrificing a lot you know like they pinch up and they're playing down in these games but they're getting a lot of chances i think the rangers need to find a way to maintain as much offense they're generating right now as the, as much offense as they're generating right now they need to keep that while improving the defense the the high danger chances off the rush that has to absolutely stop they need to they need to stop that they're playing down in these games right the last 3 games they were they were trailing montreal they're down 3 nothing Vancouver, they were down the entire game after they went up one nothing, and then in, in St. Louis, the Cairo scores two, right in the first period. You go down two one, then they get another power play goal in in the second period. Thirty second ranked power play, by the way, and you know penalty kill really didn't do a good job there either. Um, I mean, I guess Sam Rosen kind of put the jinx on the Rangers, but uh, you got to be better than that. You you can't let allow two power play goals in the same game. To the 32nd ranked power play unit in the league that's not good, but they're playing down in these games, so you see forwards in getting too deep, leading the rush chances against. I noticed last night Panarin Panarin did that, it didn't really come, it didn't translate to a goal, but it turned into like a, a really good opportunity for St. Louis. And then Lecision, too, I don't know why Jake Lecision of all people is pinching like on that pass from Jones to the defenseman for the one timer where it was very clearly like he wasn't gonna be able to get that shot off. Um I've never seen more of a clear breakaway than that. The Rangers gotta tighten that up. Like that's like I said, it's even worse now that um it's even worse now that you're you're looking for it. Um and the other thing I had another ice cold take actually I have two this week. So I tweeted something last night and if you go back to the twenty one twenty two season, right? The Rangers were like a, a one- or two-dimensional team. You know, they get big saves from Shesterkin. Most of the game was played in their end. They get a key power play, and Kreider gets a deflection, or Fox makes a great play. Jed with a one-timer. The power play comes through special teams and goaltending. 2 dimensions right there. The other team in those games was dominating possession, Right. Shesterkin was out of his mind that year. He had to be if the Rangers were going to be good, right? Like the Rangers made the Eastern Conference Finals solely because of Shesterkin. They didn't have him. They would be competing for a lottery pick. He won them a lot of those games. Uh, I would say well over 50% of those games, Shesterkin won them. Like he, he was the most important contributor, most important player on that team. Think about the other teams that they played that loss to the Rangers dominate possession chances at five on five they got goalied and they gave up a few power play goals took a few bad penalties high danger chances right like like one and done opportunities like really good opportunities that's what I feel like the Rangers are at now I think the Rangers are that team they're on the other end of where they were and it sucks it sucks because they were they were on the receiving end Right of that, and we all wanted them, the Rangers, to be a dominant five-on-five team. Well, they are getting the majority of these chances. However, these opportunities they're giving up are way too loud. They are so loud that they are echoing still at this moment, right now. They're echoing. That's that's what Laviolette calls them: loud chances. You know, like they're very noticeable, and they need to fix it. need to fix it let's go through some of these comments here um matt says yes they have injuries however i just don't trust this core they have failed on multiple occasions they have another early playoff exit they should retool and break up this core okay okay another playoff exit early playoff exit yeah okay i think i think that's a valid point there i wouldn't say break it up right now right at this very moment chris joy needs to make trades bottom line he needs to make a trade like Almost immediately, like right now, and I think the first move has to be like a Vitrano type trade, where you trade like a, a late round pick for for a guy like that. And there's players that you could acquire. You, there's players out there. I was already looking, uh, Pierre Edward Belmer from uh, Seattle. He's one. He although he's he's uh, injured. He broke his leg and he's still recovering. I think he's a couple weeks away from from returning. And then there's Alexander Wenberg from Seattle as well. Um, also. Craig Smith, Nicholas Albe, Kubel—they have to. The Rangers have to improve that bottom six. Uh, you cannot keep relying on Benito in the on the third line. Wheeler is—he's not a first line player, and he's certainly not a uh, a fourth line player. So you got to figure out something, something there. That, and that—that that to me, I think the Rangers can go after someone like Jordan Eberle. You know, Hedo's probably not coming back for the rest of the season. Uh, until the playoffs at least. So you could use his LTIR money, money as the cap space, right? You could go out and get a, a more expensive forward. So everly has got, I think, four or $5 million on his contract. He's one year left. That would be a perfect right winger, I think, for the Rangers. So when everybody's healthy, you have down the middle, you would have Zibanejad, Trocek. And actually, I should say Trocheck first, because that panarin trocek Lafreniere line is pretty much the top line. The Zibanejad is not playing like a top center right now um and Aaron Trochek Lafreniere so down the middle Trochek Zabanajad, and then Edel on the right side you would have like Kaka when he's healthy then Lafreniere and then Eberle that is good like that to me it's like all right other teams are going to look at that and or you could switch Eberle and Kaka other teams are going to look at that though and be like okay we have to defend three lines here three scoring lines and then you move VZ and Cooley down to the fourth line that's uh or, you know, you could you could mix and match there. If you get another bottom six forward, you could put VZ and Cooley down there on the fourth line. Like let's say you get Albe Cubell too. Then you could have him with Heedle and Eberly on the third line. That is a good, good looking third line. Certainly better than what the Rangers are rolling out there now. Right now, I believe they have uh with Pitlick out of the lineup, it's like Boudreau. It was all messed up last night, too, so I don't even know what it was. Decision was on the line. Pretty crazy. Um, let's go through here. Kreider and Trooper. Kreider and Trooper, are the two guys they should look to move if they want to retool since they no move clauses, soften up a little bit. I I don't know. I I see I see what you're saying, Matt, but I don't think Drury is going to do that, especially not Kreider. Um the guy is is uh he's having another good season this year. It's the it's just the way the cap. The cat the salary cap is is constructed in the NHL. It's ridiculous. it's It's really bad. like you you sign these players that you 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 value, right? And then all of a sudden you just run out of space. Like the NHL is not like the NFL. so it's not they're not able to to turn out that much money. Um, call me crazy as well. Maybe they look to move Igor depending what he what is on his contract and what they could get back in a trade. I would disagree with that. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that at all. Like you, your window is uh, until Shostakin's contract is up. Right now, I wouldn't. I don't think the Rangers are go, are, are going up right now. They can't. Like they've come too far. They're still in first place in the division, so you can hang your hat on that. Granted, they are not playing well right now. They are not playing like a first place team. I will admit that. I will admit that. I am concerned too, but there's a lot of time for them to make changes. Like they have to make this change. Right now, like within the next two weeks, I'd say before it gets any worse, Um, you're going to get Kako back either tomorrow or on Sunday. I don't think he's going to play both games in that home and home with the the Capitals, but you get him back and it's going to help out the defense a lot because the Rangers numbers when he was in the lineup compared to when he's out of the lineup are very noticeable. Like it's a huge, huge difference defensively. And I know he's only one guy I was starting to talk a little bit about about this with Drew yesterday before my internet crapped out. Um but Kako will even though he wasn't generating much offensively, he'll help defensively. Uh the Rangers got to get back into that 1-3-1 one, one, though. They have to I think they could dial it back just a tad on the offense, shift back into more of that 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 trap where you're forcing turnovers and then transitioning the other way and then getting your offense your long shifts that way. In the offensive zone. The Rangers have not had that offensive zone time over the past couple years. Like under DQ, Galant, you name it. It hasn't we haven't seen that. And this is what I wanted. Like I wanted the Rangers to uh to to be like this team. I knew that they had the the talent to do it when they acquired all of it in the rebuild, but now it's starting to look like they're playing offensively. They're more offensive, but they have to adjust that defense. I'm going to keep saying it until they fix it. Like, this is the big thing that they have to improve on. Uh, before the injuries, the defense was fine. Think about it. November 2nd, Heatle and Fox went down. Everything was, we were like one of the best defensive teams uh, analytically, statistically, def- defending against the rush. Like, they weren't giving up that many. I went and checked on natural Statric through the first 11 games. So from October 12th, which is the opening game against Buffalo to November 2nd, which is the game where Guido and Fox went down. The Rangers gave up 11, no 13 uh, rush chances against. And then after that, it ballooned to like 21. So in the next month, so from the fourth, which was that Minnesota game where they blew the three, nothing lead from the fourth, to the end of november the rangers gave up 21 and i did this by going on naturalstatric.com. you go to players goalies and you it'll show you how many uh rush chances they faced also they gave up way more high danger chances high danger shots and chances um in that in the month of november than they did in that first month in october so I think the Rangers, if they get healthy, they could shift back into that that was their identity. you know, get in the trap, the one three one stay structured, play to your system, create turnovers, and then transition on offense and go go, go, get pucks to the net, do what you gotta do, and get the puck in the net you know like that was uh that was the Rangers identity, and I think they've lost that since October. It has not been the same. I will admit I'll be on that that uh that band uh now um. Matt says my ideal trade targets are Chikrin, Joseph Strong, Dickinson, uh Keandre Kako and the second round pick will go to Audible and deal for Chikrin and Joseph and Slime Perry as a fourth line option. That okay. Okay. Yeah, Chikrin, I, I think uh if you're gonna get someone like Chikrin, you should probably throw in like Schneider in that trade. But you did you did say Keandre in there. That's not a that's not a bad uh idea there. Corey Perry is a fourth-line option. Yeah, if you missed it, uh, Perry is um, – I think he's eligible to sign now um, with an NHL team, and I think that's that would be a good move for the Rangers. I don't know if they want to deal with that PR, but I was saying – I think when we had John Luke Chaparro on uh, in the summer, he was saying get Corey Perry on. I I kind of agree. Like He's still – he's not like a 50-goal scorer like he was at one point in his career. He's not a goal scorer anymore. He's more of that agitator, that fourth line agitator. And uh that could be something the Rangers could use. Um he has he hasn't skated in a while, I don't think. So he might be rusty, but I mean it would definitely be cheap and you wouldn't have to give up much, like a roster spot. And if you're gonna get rid of like if you go with my Eberly idea, you could just give up on Wheeler. Like you could send Wheeler in a trade for for Everly. Like you could just give up on that. Like the, you, you signed Wheeler because you were tight on cap space. But now that you have the LTIR money from, from Hedel, you don't, you don't need to worry about it because if Hedel comes back for the playoffs, it's obsolete. The cap space is obsolete. You won't have to worry about it again until the offseason. So the Rangers could be smart and play it that way. So we'll, we'll have to see. I did see Hedel was working out though. He's lifting weights and, and stuff. So that's a good sign. Uh, don't know when he's going to come back to the united states um i'm not sure uh that send trade was evan's idea by the way so credit to him okay okay credit that credit to evan um my other idea for trades is since Heedle's going to be out long term why not get like a third line center that could uh, that could play the fourth line so a bottom six center right so think about it you know the Heatle's out, right and Benino's playing in his spot. Benino looks so out of place there. he look way better as a fourth line center. They need a guy that could play third line minutes but is a four, but is a fourth line center. you know what I mean like Belmare, for example, or Belmar however you pronounce his name I'm not sure how you do it. Uh, my apologies um, but his stats look great. He's a great he's he wins faceoffs too. Wenberg would be perfect. He would be. He looks more like a third-line center. Wendberg does. So maybe you make a package with the with the Kraken, um, because they aren't fully in playoff contention. They're, they're not in a playoff spot, but they are competing for a spot uh, down there or over there in the Western Conference. So it's not out of the question if the Rangers offer them a good package. I saw this crazy rumor the other day. It was like the Rangers are going to offer the Flames Schneider, Kako in a second. For Ruzica and uh, Tanev at fifty percent retained. I mean, I looked at the the stats on on those players from the Flames. They're pretty good, but that's a lot that they're getting. That's a lot. I would not do that trade, man. Like Kako Schneider and a second for for those two players. That's not worth it to me. Like you need Kako to shore up the depth. Uh, I would trade Schneider. I don't have a problem trading Schneider if you're going to re- get a replacement defenseman. And the second round pick, I don't have a problem with. But all three of those for those two players, I wouldn't do that. Um, I think with Schneider, though, some people are even thrown out Keandre Miller, too, as, like, uh, you know, fixing the defense. I would flip Schneider like a lateral move, almost like how the Rangers traded Delzato for Klein way back in the day. Um I was looking at Sean Dersey from the, the Coyotes, but he looks like a guy that, you know, they would probably want to keep because he's young. He's like 25 years old. They just signed him um, in the... Or actually, they traded for him from the Kings. And uh, he's an RFA after when the season's up, when the season's over. So, I mean, I don't know if the Rangers would go after a guy like that, though, because he's a smaller guy. You know, the Rangers picked the bigger Schneider over Niels Lundqvist, and Lundqvist looks like he's playing pretty well over in Dallas. And Schneider is kind of regressed. Um, That's not a sophomore slump either, because he's uh, this is his this is what his third year now. Yeah, so he's got to get his act together. Um, my idea, Matt says, this is my idea for Dickinson. He would play the third three C for now, and if Heedle is able to be back to the playoffs, Heedle is the three C Dickinson. Moves to the fourth. Yes, exactly, exactly. And I was looking at Dickinson too. He he wasn't bad either. Um, I know Nick Felino was uh, another piece that I think Evan was uh, talking about. Um, but he just signed a contract extension today, so he's out of the question there. Uh, there's there's guys that are available. There are guys that the Rangers could trade. Craig Smith I was looking at too. He wouldn't be he wouldn't cost too much. It's got to be the first move has to be like a late-round pick or a low-level prospect. Like, you can't be shipping off Kako and, like, your big trade assets here. Don't forget, the Rangers still have Zach Jones they could use as 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 an asset. He's not like a Libor Hayek where he's completely inept and sucks and you can't get any value out of him. Like, Jones has offensive potential. A team, a rebuilding team could use that. You could trade him to, like, Ottawa, for example, for Matthew Joseph. Hell, I might even do that, actually. Like, Matthew Joseph for Zach Jones, straight up. Maybe you throw in a late-round pick or something like that. I think that would be good. Um, here's some line combinations from Matt. Uh, Dan- yeah, Daniel Sprong is is another guy that they could get. He's an analytical mastermind. They love him over there in the, in the analytics community. Uh, Kreider, Mika Sprong, Panarin, Trotrick, Lafreniere. Uh, Cooley, Hedel, Matthew Joseph vz dickinson and perry okay so you're making one two three four four changes there uh so no good <laughs> no gudrow uh no bonino and no wheeler the the scapegoats are gone um yeah i mean the rangers if they could find a way to get rid of Goudreau's contract they should be all for that honestly i think that's a that's something that they're gonna have to do uh, the the Coyotes aren't getting rid of jersey They're building, and he's one of their better D men. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, I was just looking like around the league, see, I was looking at Cap Friendly Friendly to see who was a a free agent at the end of the year, and his name popped up, and his stats look really really good. That looks like a really good piece that the Coyotes have. Um, yeah. So like the depth the depth issues are 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 a huge problem, uh, for the Rangers right now. They're on thin ice. Like it's they they don't have much. They're they're like I said in the beginning, the they're playing with bronze level players. um uh, Goud- uh, not Benino is like your your like seventy eight overall gold gold pack player. The Rangers like I played Hut in like NHL fourteen, right? Like that was when I played Hut the most. I played in like twenty one and twenty and I think that was the last twenty one was the last game I had, but. After you you get that opening pack, you start to fill in your lines, right? That's where, like back in NHL fourteen, that's where I would get my fast guys. I would get my Grabners, my Darren Helms, my Coglianos. I would get my fast, speedy wingers that could go and uh, get the puck or whatever. I know it's not a video game, but you got to fill in the rest of your lineup, man. You can't just leave hacks and hosers and bums and AHL cannon fodder in the bottom six. There, like, what are you doing there? I know the Rangers just called bleed up. Um Maybe he gets a crack in the lineup. You know, they could try Edstrom. They could try Edstrom again, bring some uh, young blood up. Matt Rempe, that guy is huge. Like, maybe he could do something. lacision, uh, little letters, uh, I, whatever, you, Jake, a bunch of letters, however you want to call his name. He's not going to be doing much for you. The Rangers have to, like, just until a trade or a move is made or Kako comes back, they got to hold tight and, it's gonna be really, really difficult for them to 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 win to win games. But you know, that's a good thing that they won so many in the beginning. That's the beauty of it. And we're still early, so they have. They don't need to be a president's trophy winning team. I've already said that I don't want the Rangers to win the president's trophy. I will. I will gladly take a, like a division, a division title here. I'll take second in the division. It will suck that they cough up the lead, yeah. But I don't see the Rangers as like, a, oh, they're the best in the league. You know what I mean? Like, I don't see them as a dominant Boston Bruins type team. They were on pace for like a 60-win season. That's hard to, that's hard to, to maintain. 60-win seasons are very difficult to come by. Um, Edstrom's hurt right now. Otherwise, he would definitely be up here right now. He played well in his first game against the team. Yes, he played. He was awesome in that game. Very noticeable. I forgot. Yes. Edstrom is hurt. Yeah, AHL the, Hartford is also dealing with some injuries. Uh, I think Bleed was out for a little bit. Uh Lecision just came back from an injury. I know that. Ben Harper's out for the season. Yeah, so they're battling it too down there. I think the Rangers can can uh they they could scratch they could scratch through here. I think if they make a couple of trades, they gotta go after depth pieces first. Then once you get a little bit closer to the deadline, then you can make your trade for your top line right winger. I think the Rangers could do that. I would hold off on Hampus on on uh, Hampus Elias Lindholm. I was saying that a week or two ago that the Rangers might want to look into trading for a guy like that and have have him be like a third line center. But that's an expensive pickup. I would go with that Dickinson option that me and Matt were talk, talking about, like a a third line center that could fit in on the fourth line of like a fourth line center that is not at a place whatsoever on the third line. That is actually good on the third line. So like a Wenberg or a Dickinson, Craig Smith, even because he plays center too. Um, Belmare, if he gets healthy, those are all good. Uh I think I saw someone the other day was saying Justin Schultz on Seattle. Like they have a lot of players in Seattle that the Rangers, that <laughs> the Rangers could might want to pick up. Uh, Justin Schultz, Belmare, Eberle, Wenberg—like those are all guys. Like you know, why don't you just throw them all in one deal? Get rid of the salary cap, and we'll send like a bag of pucks there. The Rangers will cruise to a Stanley Cup victory. I'm kidding, but uh, Lecardio doesn't count. He's a he's a traffic cone. Yeah, he's called up just to go up and down the ice. That's what a lot of these guys are doing. Like that's what Brodzinski is here for. Unfortunately, like I'm sure they're great guys. I'm sure he's a great dude, but like. He's not noticeable. There's not much going on. It's You're just out there skating up and down. Like, the only guys that are making an impact in the bottom six right now are Vizing, and Cooley. And they're pretty much getting the promotions because Mika's out, Kako's out, Heedle's out. Like, all these guys are injured. Um, I will... I did... For I forgot that, you know, Kreider's advantage at Cooley was supposed to be a thing but until his advantage at got hurt. So, they were mixing and matching stuff all, all night. Uh, if Zabanajad is ready to go, I think he was sick. Um, if he's ready to go for tomorrow afternoon's game, I would like to see Kreider Zabanajad fully. We'll see how it goes. He's a physical presence. Not, I don't look at him as much of a like a shooting threat. But you never know with with the guy as young as him and that has skill. You know, like maybe he could throw a couple pucks on net. Maybe he gets lucky. Maybe it goes in uh we'll see how it does in the short term i'm not i don't mind that i would much rather have cooley up there than wheeler because wheeler has not really been doing much he was producing offensively for a little bit but he's he's tailed off and he's back to being the scapegoat that he that he's been pretty much the entire season uh rangers got work to do chris jury's got to work the phones um he's got to get started now though like if you go back and when did when did uh Vetrano get traded? So let's let's go back. I'm typing this in right now. Frank Vetrano, uh trade to the Rangers. So let's see. Let's see. So trade history, Frank Vetrano, March 16th, uh of 2022. Was that a late trade deadline? I can't remember that. Uh 2022 NHL trade deadline. We're going to find out right now the trade deadline 2022 loading march 21st okay so Drury actually waited a long time to pull the trigger on that trade and then he made the trades for cop uh Mott, brawn those guys um the day of the trade deadline then last year i think the rangers uh traded for tarasenko in february uh early february so they got they got a, like a month before the deadline of uh him getting used to like the Rangers system um and he looked more comfortable than like kane did uh when he first got traded so i think if the rangers make the trade now like within the next two weeks you get the guy in the bottom six get him used to the one three one or the system however lovulent plays then He's going to be more comfortable so that when the trade deadline comes, those those all the games after the trade deadline are the ones that matter the most. Yeah, they all matter, but the ones after the trade deadline matter the most. 60 through 82, give or take, like 59, 60, 61, whatever, whatever game number it falls on at the trade deadline. Rangers have to make that move like sooner rather than later. If it's not in the next two weeks, early February, it's got to come. Like, and it's got to be that Vitorano type trade where it's like a fourth round pick. They could do it. There's guys available that are like low value, but high value to the Rangers, like high reward for the Rangers. They could, they could do it. I'm February 9th was when, uh, uh, Tarasenko and Mikula, yeah, right, Mikula, Mikula. So that's another thing. The last two trade deadlines, Drury has gone out and acquired, uh, a big defenseman, a top six defenseman, a, a third pair defenseman for Chief. The first one was Justin Braun. He got it for a pick from the Flyers. Then he got Mikula in the throw in for to to get thrown in in the Tarasenko deal. So that and that one they didn't even give up that much either. It was like a first round pick in Hunter Skinner essentially. And then they sent they sent Blay back, which was fine because we weren't really using him. Um, what well, we were using him he just wasn't effective so that worked out for the rangers um even though the tarasenko's uh didn't win anything here he played well but it's the timing of the trade that matters you could do it by february 9th this year power to you if you can make one or two trades by then i'll be i'll be uh, comfortable there but until then i'm going to be concerned i'm going to be concerned with how the rangers are playing defensively Hopefully, Kako is able to go tomorrow. I want to see him play. I know we disappointed. I was disappointed in his offensive play. Defensively, not a lot happened. People were saying, like, it was low-event hockey. They were holding... Kreider's advantage at Kako was holding other teams to uh, low amounts of shots and chances. They were getting more chances than the other teams, but they weren't scoring. They only had, like, two goals at five-on-five when that line was out on the ice, they scored twice. That's it. In like the 20 games that they played together. That's not good enough. They need to score more. They need to be like Panarin, Trocek, Loffren. yeah The Rangers cannot be a one line team. They finally have a, a consistent five on five line. They need another one. They need, they need two. Two. And then the fourth line is just like an energy line. Like, this is what the Rangers got to do. They have to. They have to piece it together. They could do it. I have hope. Optimistic D. We're gonna wrap up this episode. Hope you guys enjoyed. Sorry about the internet issues on Thursday. We'll get Drew back in on uh, next week, hopefully. But uh, until then, go Rangers, and I'll see you guys next time. Hey, Rangers fans! Thank you so much for listening to the Ice Cold Takes podcast this week. Make sure you follow at Ice Cool Takes Pod on Twitter to stay up to date with the latest Rangers info. See you all next week. same time, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. I know.